0: Welcome to Ecosystems for Change. In this show, you'll meet systemic thinkers and doers who work tirelessly to transform their communities by building thriving ecosystems for entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Annika Horn. Welcome to the show. Good morning, friends. Good evening, good afternoon, whatever time it is, wherever you are in this world. I am sitting down with a cup of coffee and I invite you to do the same. I think most of these conversations, hopefully have been insightful and you've been taking notes and you've been researching all the links and resources that have been shared. This episode is a little bit different. I like to call these the logbook. Ever since I started Social ventures, I have been writing logbooks on a monthly basis. It was my way of keeping myself accountable and sharing with other people what I've been working on the month before, what I was planning and how people could get involved. And I would love to continue this tradition because I think it's really cool. And I realized that the podcast obviously is only a very small part of everything I do. And chances are, if you're listening to this podcast, you might be interested in what else I'm up to. So this is my way of sharing. The last written logbook I did was really the conclusion of a three-year research project that was the second or third phase of social ventures at the time where I had planned out how to professionalize ecosystem building. So over the course of those three years, I talked to over 100 entrepreneurial ecosystem builders from around the world. I held focus groups. I did a lot of research and writing everything you can find on social ventures as a product of that. And after three years, I had not only created the content for all of my masterclasses, but also developed the blueprint for the Keystone program, which is my signature training program for emerging ecosystem builders. And that actually just wrapped up. So the first pilot is complete. I wrapped it up in mid-February with five ecosystem builders from Europe and the US. And that was really awesome. Obviously, I don't know if you've ever created a program and you run it for the first time and people don't drop off and they stay through it and they say they learned something, then I will take it. That is amazing. I'm hoping to run this program again in the fall. So if that's something you're interested in, do sign up on the Keystone on my website and get on the wait list. In terms of everything else that has happened since I started this podcast eight weeks ago, I hosted my masterclass on ecosystem building 101. And obviously the biggest project has been launching the first season of Ecosystems for Change. I treat this first season as sort of the groundwork, the foundation of introducing the topic of ecosystem building, whether you are new to this or you're veteran ecosystem builders. But I really wanted to make sure that we have a shared frame of reference when we talk about ecosystem building. And the seasons that are coming up will build on this foundation. So you can really think about Ecosystems for Change as a playbook for how we might transform communities by taking a systems approach to supporting the changemakers in our communities. So, if season one was the introduction, we are now starting to hopefully co-author the following chapters in this playbook. And I really hope you come along on this adventure. Before we talk more about this, I did want to fill you in on the fact that I actually have a full-time job, <laughs> which I think may surprise some people, but. Um, At the end of 2021, I took the role of head of programs at the Shenandoah Community Capital Fund. If you listen to season one, episode two with Debbie Irwin, you met my new boss, which is still funny because she is so much more than a boss because the hierarchies are so flat, actually really feels like a co-conspirator in our joint mission of putting the Shenandoah Valley on the map as a place where local entrepreneurs, especially women entrepreneurs, BIPOC entrepreneurs, and also tech entrepreneurs can thrive and flourish. If you've never been to the Shenandoah Valley, do listen to Debbie's episode. She does a fantastic job of introducing the area. And I will be sharing more over the coming months and hopefully years about the work that I get to do. So that is where my main professional focus has been and will be for the foreseeable future. And as if that wasn't enough work, I have also been working with Zevers United to lead their storytelling efforts. As you may know by now, I'm really passionate about storytelling because I think it helps us envision the future that we are trying to create. I joined Zebras Unite as a founding member and have been running interviews with their founding members, chapter leads and co-op members to find out how all of these wonderful and amazing individuals re-envision the future and as part of that, what kind of culture and community and capital we need to usher that in. That has been an incredible experience, not only to talk to all of these individuals across the world and have the chance to interview them and ask them all of the questions I had, but also watching the creation of an international co-op up close with the Dazzle as they're called, amongst which are Astro Trolls and Mada and an incredible team of really, really dedicated change makers. So I have learned a lot and I've shared a lot of those learnings in my recent feature of the Zebras in the Wild series. So you can go check that out if you're interested. As you might imagine, with my job at the Shenandoah Community Capital Fund and running this podcast, I am getting a little short on time. So I am actually stepping back from my role as storyteller. But with that being said, I have been and will forever be a founding member at Zebras Unite. So I will still be hanging out on their online community. I will be attending events and hopefully also continue to be able to meet up in person with fellow zebras. So If you're in Zebras Unite, come connect, find me on many networks. And if you're curious to learn more, you can find everything you need to know on zebrasunite.com. In terms of what else is next, um, I did wanna share a little bit more about my role at the Shenandoah Community Capital Fund. Because while I've been doing a lot of research over the last three years, I haven't actually been in the field as an ecosystem builder myself. But with this new role, I have the opportunity to help build and invest in a thriving entrepreneurial ecosystem in the Shenandoah Valley, which is the western part of the state of Virginia. It is a stretch of 143 miles down Highway 81. It is a predominantly rural community, and I get to work with five localities that are already supporting women and BIPOC entrepreneurs. And my role here is to help build the capacity, expand the outreach and do storytelling for the entire region, which is really, really exciting. I have an incredible team with me and great partners. So in a way, I actually get to apply everything that I have learned over the last three years in my research and talking to other entrepreneurial ecosystem builders. And now I get to implement. I get to see what works. I get to refine and just put all of my hard work and lessons learned into practice, which I'm really excited about. As I was thinking about how I might approach such a large area collaboration, I actually took a page from season one. A lot of the conversations I've had came back to the importance of having one-on-one relationships. As you might imagine, when you try to convene an ecosystem over such a large area, I was a little befuddled on how to best go about it. And I just kept going back to so many conversations from season one that insisted on just building trust. So I am starting with one-on-one conversations with people who might want to be part of this ecosystem coalition and trying to build up relationships so that we can use that as a foundation for any collaboration going forward. And obviously I'm new to the area where there's a lot of the stakeholders in the area have been there for many years. So rather than reinventing the wheel, I really want to learn what has happened before, what has been tried before, where the obstacles have arisen in the past. So I can inform our strategy going forward and really just build it up as we go along with all of these incredible partners. So stay tuned. I will find a way to keep you updated on the work we're doing there. I don't know yet what it's going to look like. That is the beauty of this emergence. So as you're hearing this, we are two weeks out from launching season two of this podcast. Season two is under the banner of the slow and complex nature of our work. It's going to be a big one, everybody, just because we are talking about complex adaptive systems, which I know sounds maybe a little off-putting, but I promise you the conversations I've had so far and the ones I have planned are really promising. And the whole goal with season two is to break down this framework, this thought model into really practical terms and make it really, really approachable for everybody who's working in the field of ecosystem building. What I can not share with you already is that I used to think systems thinking just means taking a bird's eye view and understanding the system. And my, my understanding was the better you understand the system, the better you can control the system. And guess what? That is not how ecosystem building works at all. So in season two, I will fill you in on what I consider to be an absolute superpower for effective ecosystem builders, and that is thinking in complex adaptive systems. The upside of season two, as in season one, is you get to meet even more of my friends and co-conspirators and allies who I've had the pleasure to work with over the last five years all across the US and some of them in Europe. So stay tuned. I'm really excited to introduce you to these people and share what they have to say about doing this work in complex adaptive systems. As promised, I also wanted to share how you can get involved going forward. Since launching this podcast, I have learned a lot um how far away from the microphone do I need to sit, what lighting works best, but also less technical <laughs> and just more context relevant things, such as I should let you know how you can get involved in this podcast. so a few people have shared with me what they've learned, what they're taking away from episodes, which is really, really incredible as a creator. If you put your work out there into the world, it's really wonderful to get feedback. It doesn't even have to be great feedback. It can be ideas on how to do better and who else I can talk to, which a few people have also started doing. So by all means, if you want to be on the show or you know someone who should be on the show, please do reach out and let me know. If you have any general feedback, I would love to hear it. Someone even told me. (laughs) That they are using my podcast as they are trying to fill the role of an ecosystem builder in their community. And listening to an episode of my podcast is prerequisite for the interview. So I am incredibly humbled. I want to apologize to whoever had to listen to this podcast because it, not because they chose so for themselves, but because they're trying to get a job. And I really, really am keeping my fingers crossed that this was a helpful step in becoming an ecosystem builder. And for those of you who actually enjoy listening to the show and are wondering how to get involved, I have something for you. Starting with Season 3, I really want to start co-creating. As I mentioned earlier, I consider this a playbook that I want us to co-author. And that means I want to have more opportunities to hear what you are struggling with, hear what you are working on, and see how we can share these obstacles and support each other in overcoming them. I'm a firm believer that we are better off if we learn together and learn and build in public, which is part of why I do this logbook, because I do want to share what is going on behind the scenes. And your best way of getting involved, starting with season three, is going to be community conversations. So here's how this works. Starting with season three, I am inviting everyone who's interested to dial into a community conversation. The topic in this case is going to be burn both ends. We'll talk about the emotional, physical, and mental toll of doing this work. And I'm inviting everyone who's interested to join and share your experiences of doing this work and the impact it has had on you personally. The second goal of this conversation is to hear What everyone is struggling with. What are the hard parts? What are the pain points? What can we not solve ourselves? And equipped with those challenges and questions, I will set out in season three to help us start finding answers. So the community conversation is not there to find answers. It's really just breaking open the problem and talking about all the hard stuff, the heavy stuff, the difficult things that we can't solve ourselves. I say that I will start finding answers because I know that over, you know, six to eight interviews, there's only so much that we will uncover. But with your help, I'm hoping to find really interesting people who can help us overcome some of those common challenges. And then by the end of the season, we will hopefully know a little more and be a little better at taking care of ourselves. I have no idea how this is going to work, but if you want to be part of this experiment, then I hope you join us on April 14 of 2022. For the community conversation burned both ends. And before I let you go today, I just wanted to give you a little bit of a heads up of what else you can expect this year. So as I said, season one was the laying of the foundation of what ecosystem building is and how we might use it in different parts of the world in our communities to help our communities transform into places that we love to live, work and play in. Shout out to Debbie Irwin, who taught me that phrase and that I've since incorporated and loved when I talk about the work that we're doing. As I said, season two will launch in two weeks and we'll talk about the slow and complex nature of our work. Season three will be dedicated to personal mastery and preventing burnout for ecosystem builders and systemic change makers of all kinds. That will take us into summer, and I'm hoping to produce two more seasons before the year is over. So you can expect After this introduction, four more chapters in our book that we're co-authoring about transforming communities by taking a systems approach to supporting the changemakers in our communities. And I look forward to seeing you in season two. Until then, be well and keep doing great work. Before we part ways today, I want to pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging. As traditional custodians of the land on which I work and live, I honor the Tuscarora, Shokori, Saponi, Okaneechi, Lambi, and Eno people. I recognize their continuing connection to land, water, and community. This episode was produced by Yellow House Media.